Good morning. Welcome to church. Thank you for joining us this morning. What a privilege to share God's word in this way. It doesn't matter where you are, even in the UK, somewhere else. Um, it's an opportunity for us as the South African church in the UK to spread God's gospel. So let's bow our heads and pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you that we may believe that your work changes our lives, that it's seeds that get planted that your word has been with us since the beginning and that you are creating something new in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives through your word. Thank you that your words will keep on working, that we will never get tired of it, that your words will always be new and that it will refresh our hearts and our minds and that even this message of today that you will use that to change the way we think about you, change the way you see you, that change the way we trust you, that it will change the way we live and the way we love. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. With our online church services, we are reading through John. Um, we're reading John chapter 3 this morning. John chapter 3, this one. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. How can anyone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Then verse 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his own one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. All religious Jews expected the Messiah to come, and expected that the coming Messiah will, 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 will build a new kingdom, and they will be part of this kingdom. That's why it was very important for them to, to follow the Jewish law to the letter. That, that's why it was important for them to, to be circumcised and, and to, to, to be taught in the law and to grow up in the law. Um, because that was the way they believed you will know if you're going to be part of this kingdom that God's going to, um, to, to build on earth. What they were taught as kids is the law and how to live the law and how to do the law. And the better you do it, the better chance you ha you've got to be saved. Um, and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were the best of the best in doing this. Nicodemus, we read, was a member of the Jewish council, which uh, consisted of Pharisees and teachers of the laws. And he... He should have believed the same because he grew up in it, that that's the way you become part of the kingdom. 
And it's strange that someone like him will come to Jesus with a question. He actually comes to Jesus and says, Lord, we know who you are. He says in verse 2, Robbie, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Interesting. The Pharisees knew Jesus came from God. Nicodemus admitted it. Um, you must always remember everything God, Jesus does shows us God. If you want to know how God is, look at Jesus. But why? Why did the Pharisees have this problem with Jesus if they knew he comes from God? Why, why, didn't, want they, why didn't they want to acknowledge him as Messiah? Why did they want to kill him? If Jesus answers Nicodemus, we can understand why, because Jesus says in verse 3, Verily, verily, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. Jesus knew that was why Nicodemus was coming. Jesus knew Nicodemus' whole mindset, his whole life was built on an idea about how the kingdom of God works. Jesus tells him, you've got to start again. You've got to be born again. To know who Jesus was and to, get, to, to become part of his kingdom, you need to be born again. And Nicodemus couldn't understand what Jesus was meaning, uh, what Jesus meant when he said this. Um, he couldn't understand that, that Jesus was talking about a new birth. He was an old man. He, 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 and there's no way that he can be born again. To become part of the kingdom of God as the Jews understood it, you had to follow the Jewish laws. In Philippians, Philippians 3, Paul says, gives a long list of the things he, he did, that he thought was important. He was circumcised. He was from the right family. He was a true Jew. He, he knew the law. He was, a, he was a, a student of the law. He was actually a Pharisee. He was so good in that that he became a Pharisee. He did everything the law said. And he didn't save him. Can't save you. That's what Jesus said. If you want to come to my kingdom, you need to be born again. Actually, what Jesus is telling Nicodemus, he said, listen, Nicodemus, we must start again. We must begin again. Which of us doesn't want to start again? If we look back over our lives, there's things that we want to, to, to do again. If we had the chance, would you go back? Change things? Change choices you made? Jesus wanted... His heart wanted to change his heart, his mind, his hopes, his dreams, everything he believes, everything he is, his whole life, everything he built his life on. It's got to change. It's got to begin again. And that was Nicodemus's crisis. Because he believed his faith and his religious Religion was built on what he had to do, on laws he had to follow, on, on the right thing he needed to do to be saved. 
and it doesn't make sense to him when Jesus tells him, you've got to be born again. He couldn't understand how he as old man has got to become a baby again. He couldn't understand that Jesus was talking about something spiritual that needs to take place. Jesus is actually telling him, Nicodemus, you've got a chance to start again spiritually. You've got to allow God to start new with you. And for that, you need a massive mind shift. Interesting original Greek um, translation of this is someone's need to be born from above. The Greek words genethe anuethe. Um, it was it, in, in, Greek, in Greek, it meant born again. But if you look at it literally, it means birth that comes from above. Birth that comes from God. God's going to make you new. God is going to work Nicodemus. That's where everything begins with God working. That can save you. Nothing else. Your effort can't save you. Jesus doesn't say it is like a new birth. He says it's new birth. And if you're not born again, you can't be saved. 2 Corinthians 5.17 When Paul writes about the same thing, he says, listen to this, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself. Christ Jesus. God's working. God is making us new. It's God's work. So what Jesus is actually telling Nicodemus is forget about everything that you think is going to get you into the kingdom. Everything you need to do to be saved. What do you think is going to save you? To be a good person? To pray and read your Bible regularly? Don't sin. We still got the mindset of uh, there's a lot of things I've got to do to be good enough before God's going to accept me. Nothing of those things are going to save you. And just as a baby doesn't make a decision about being born, the same with us. We can't decide, listen, I want to be born anew. I want to be reborn. God's working. It's God that's making us new. It's God that's changing our hearts and our minds. It's, it's God that comes and starts again with each one of us. It's not my effort that's going to save me. Not my hard work and my good life and my following the right rules. There's no rules that can make you new. There's no rules that change your heart, can change your heart and change your mind. There's no rules you can follow that will make God love you more or love you less. Jesus is talking about the whole new beginning. And if he doesn't do it, we don't have a chance. And that's exactly why the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus. They couldn't make the shift from law to grace. Because Jesus didn't follow their rules. He loved people. He treated people with grace. 
He, he talked, got involved with sinners. He healed people on the Sabbath when it wasn't allowed. His unconditional love for people made him do what he did. That's why 3.16, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus didn't fit in into their religious systems and the way they did their religion and to what they used as prerequisites to be saved, to become part of God's kingdom. But we must remember it's difficult for people to change. It's difficult for people to make a mind shift, to, to be to, to come to a point in their life that they say, listen, what I thought about everything was wrong. That's why Jesus says in verse 5, you've got to be born through water and through the Spirit. Listen to this. He says, Jesus said to him, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water or the Spirit. And just to start off, it doesn't, it's not, it's not talking about baptism. Because Jesus is actually trying to get them away of religious rituals, of religious effort. So he wouldn't put something, a religious effort back on the table. Because he knew no religious effort is going to save you. Nothing. Water, actually, we know, we talk about water. Water has got the ability to cleanse us. We wash our hands in water. Water tells of forgiveness. Water tells of something God is doing to free us up. If you ask any Jew about the power of water, they will think back of the exodus out of Egypt when they were slaves, when, when God took them out of Egypt through the Red Sea, through water, to be free. So it's actually, if we talk about water in the New Testament, we're talking about God's redemption, God's forgiveness, God that are freeing us up. To begin it, to begin new, you need God to cleanse you. You need forgiveness to start again. Because then God's Spirit can work in your lives. Then God's Spirit can, can, can come and convict you and convince you of what's right and what's wrong. Uh, then God's Spirit can make it possible for you to open yourself up to accept His love. His unconditional love and grace for you. God's plan is to change us. God's plan is to make us new. We've got to trust Him. Because it's a good God. It's a God that loves us. And 3.16 he says, Because God so loved the world. Because God so unconditionally loves the world. He sent Jesus. And then, then the important thing in verse 17. It says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. There's no condemnation with Jesus. Why? Because there's not a new set of rules and laws. You can only be condemned. You can only be judged according to certain laws. If there's no laws, you can't be condemned. And the only law that there is is to love God and love people. Nothing else is important, said Jesus. Nothing else can save you. 
It's God's love that changes you. Change your heart. Change your mind. It's God's love is the reason why He gives you the opportunity to start again. It's why He begin want to begin again with you. He want to be born again in you. I want to finish up. Do you want to start now? It's interesting. Um, John 3.16 talked talk about the whole idea of when he says, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Some of the other translations says, you will not get lost. You will not lose your way. If you can believe that God loves you then you can believe that he will come and get you. Now, maybe you lost, maybe you lost your way. Maybe there are certain areas in your life that you think you're perishing. Maybe you're at the bad, bad, bad place. God's promises that you won't get lost. You won't lose your way. Doesn't matter where you are, who you are. Doesn't matter what's happening in your life. But open yourself up. Trust Him that He will work new. That He will work His, His new life in your heart, and in your mind. Trust Him to begin again with you today. Let's pray. Jesus, when we bow our heads in prayer, we know that there's so many rules that we think it's important to follow to get to you. Lord, we know there's so many things we do to try to earn your love. So many things we try to do to show you that we are good people. You tell us in scripture that you already love us. That your unconditional love for us can never change. Help us to trust you. That you will change our hearts and our minds. That you will do something new. That we will be born again in your love. And into your grace. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. When we bring our offerings, it's not just giving money, it's thanking God. But it's also committing ourselves to, to the work of God that we are doing. To commit ourselves to the community of saints that we are involved with. So um, it does make a difference if and how you give. So let's give our offerings. I know that the God's promise is still the same, that he wants to make a difference in your life. And that's my prayer, that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he will shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. Pray this in his holy name. Amen.